Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the first epistle of Peter, with this sermon entitled, Who We Are and What We Do, preached March 26, 2017. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning with verse 9. Concerning the people of God, who we were, who we are, and what are we to do according to God's commandments. And there are people who are not people of God. And I would say to them, call upon the name of the Lord and he will save you today. Call upon in true faith and in sincerity. We learned from 1 Peter 2, 4 through 8 that Jesus Christ who has received all authority and power in his universe that Jesus Christ is the living stone he is also the saving stone saving stone of all who trust and obey him And also, Jesus Christ is the crushing stone of all who refuse to trust him. And if you are a person outside of Christ, I plead with you today, trust in him and be saved. Everyone will experience him as Lord, either in his saving power, or in his crushing capacity. You can rest on this massive stone, or it will rest on you, in this life and in the life to come. Either way, every person will experience Jesus as Savior or as the righteous judge of all the earth. Therefore, let us work out our salvation with fear and trembling. For we read in Psalm 2, you will rule them with an iron scepter. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. And rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son. Lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Prince, hear me. Everyone is appointed either to eternal life or eternal punishment so we read what Jesus said Matthew 25 then they will go away to eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life so now let me speak from 1 Peter 2 9 and 10 I said concerning God's people who we were, 
Second, who we are now and what we are to do. Not what you think you are to do. What he says you must do. First, who we were. We knew God, the only true and living God from creation, from conscience, and especially from the Holy Bible. Yet we suppressed this knowledge of God. So Paul says in Romans 1.19 of men who suppress the truth by their wicked acts. Romans 1 verse 22 although they claim to be wise they became fools. The wrath of God was manifested against us. So God Gave the wicked people over to a depraved mind to do every wicked thing. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They have Become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. Don't tell me about the culture of this country. It is stinging. We became totally depraved in mind, in will, in feelings. To us, as we read in Isaiah 5 verse 20, good became evil and evil good. Total perversion. Psalm 14, 1, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. And therefore there is no Bible. There is no moral standard. There is no savior. There is no God. And we read in Ephesians 2, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the devil, the spirit who is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Unbelievers' father is disobedience. The devil himself. All of us who lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings, the lusts of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest we were by nature objects of God's wrath. It is telling you who we were. We became powerless, ungodly sinners. We became enemies of God. Professor John Murray said, the essence of sin is enmity toward God. And if you don't obey your parents, you are an enemy of God. And if you don't practice the kingdom order in the home, you are an enemy of God. Pretending to be a Christian. Baptized. 
And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. They inherit hell. Who we were? Galatians 5, the works of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. There you have it, sir. And First Peter 2, verse 10 says, once we were pagans. Gentiles, idol worshippers under God's wrath, hell-deserving children of the devil. Once we were a people who were unmerced and under condemnation, we deserved the just wages of sin, even eternal death. Did you understand, sir? That's who we were. Point number two. Who we are now. First Peter 2 9 starts with a strong contrast. Unlike these who stumble at the living stone. Because they refuse to repent and believe in Jesus. They stumble and fall and eternally condemned for which also they were destined by the holy and just God. Unlike them, we are shown mercy. We are born again by the living and enduring seed of God's word. We are redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. So we believe in Jesus and we love Jesus. We have a living hope. We have a heavenly inheritance of salvation which is kept for us and we are kept for it in God's great mercy we are objects of mercy prepared for glory we are God's covenant people God is our God and we are his people God loves us even as he loves his own son Jesus Christ himself God made every believer in Jesus very rich, sir. And you read recently 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, for the purpose that you through his poverty might become rich. Every person who believes in Jesus Christ is rich in God God made every believer in Jesus very rich we are like Abraham friends of Jesus John 15 verse 14 says you are my friends if you do what I command friends of Jesus 
redeemed at the highest cost for God, the blood of Jesus. Jesus has given us eternal life. We shall never perish. In Jesus, we are more than conquerors. Paul says four things about us. We are a chosen race. Notice the emphasis is not on individuals, but on community, chosen, raised there. That's why we connect with all God's people. Church is God's family, and we love God's people. Friends in heaven, there is no caste system. Chosen race we are, sir. There is no sinful discrimination in heaven. In Galatians 3, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Sons of God. Daughters of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Have you believed in Jesus Christ alone? For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to promise. In heaven, there is only one race consisting of all born of God, children of God. We belong to the chosen race, chosen by God himself. Many are called, but few are chosen. God chose us from all sinners, even before the creation of the world, to be saved, to dwell with God forever and ever and ever and ever. Eternally, sir. We read in Ephesians 1 verse 4, sir. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. If you are not obedient, you are not chosen by God to dwell with him forever and ever. We are God's beloved children. We are of one race of people, everyone born of the Spirit. We are chosen to be holy. We are chosen to obey Jesus. We are given the highest status and privilege and dignity. We were trash. We were foolish, godless, weak, lowly, despised. St. Paul says we were Zeros, nothing, grass, fallen blossoms. We were nothings, but still we were hell bound. Let me tell you if you are not trusting in Christ, you are hell bound. And every decision you make will be wrong. It will take you down and down and down and down. Every decision you make will be wrong. We were hellbound. God has transformed trash into treasure. 
his treasure. We did not choose the Lord. He chose us. John 15, 16. You did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Beware a basket of deplorables. Basket of undesirables. A basket of irredeemables. Yet he chose us to sit with him at the banquet. We read in Luke 14. For the master told his servant go out to the roads and the country lanes and make them come in. So that my house will be full. Compel them. The poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Compel them to come in to eat my banquet. We are chosen to enjoy fellowship with God and his holy people. A blessed people we are, sir. Second, we are royal priesthood. And I agree with Professor G.K. Beale. Royal priesthood means kings and priests. Not only we are a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, the high priest, we are also kings and priests. So translated in the King James Version, which I believe is correct. Revelation 1, 5 through 6, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us kings and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 5.10 You have made them kings and priests to serve our God. And notice, and they will reign on the earth. We are kings and priests. Revelation 20 verse 4 I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony for Jesus. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. We are kings and what, sir? Priests. Revelation 20, verse 6. Blessed and holy are those who have part in the first resurrection. They will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Revelation 22, 5. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever friends we are kings and priests 
and Ephesians 2, 6, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, seated to rule and reign. We are told in 1 Corinthians 6, we will judge the world. Again, we will judge the angels. You see the highest status and dignity given to us who put their faith in Jesus Christ. King Saul was punished when he acted as a priest. Uzziah was afflicted with leprosy when he acted as a priest. They were kings, but not priests. But believers in Jesus Christ are kings and priests with Jesus, the prophet, the priest, and the king. What grand dignity is given to the former nothings, the former trash. Third, we are a holy nation right now. We are a holy priesthood as well as a holy nation. Sirs, there is only one nation in the world that is holy. Separated from the world that will not conform to the pattern of this world. But will be transformed by the renewing of our mind according to the word of God. Because we are born again. And the Holy Spirit dwells in us. To give us the power. To walk in the narrow way. That leads to eternal life. This holy nation is not Christendom. Nor everyone in the visible church. This holy nation is the company of those born of God, those who obey Jesus Christ, our Lord. We were sons of disobedience. Ephesians 2 verse 2, and God has made us sons of obedience. 1 Peter 1 14. 1 Peter 1, 2 says, Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ. If you don't obey Jesus Christ, you are not a Christian. You pretend you are a Christian. So I beseech you, be saved. That you may obey Jesus Christ exactly, immediately and with a joyful heart. You read 2 Corinthians 9.13. Let me read it to you. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ. When you said Jesus Christ is Lord, an obedient life must accompany that confession. When when you said Jesus Lord, you are saying I will obey King Jesus all of my life in this life and in the life to come. So we read in Exodus 
19, 5 and 6. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. You know, they just swallowed that sentence. Even in the reformed world, evangelical world, Presbyterian world, they hate the word obedience to Jesus Christ. They hate it. It has become the style. The Puritans preached in the 17th century obedience to Jesus Christ. We don't do that anymore, sir. In this church, we do. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. What a high status and dignity. Most professing Christians do not belong to this holy nation. And let me prove it to you. Jesus said, Matthew seven twenty one through 23, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy correct theology in your name? I just added correct theology. And in your name, speaking about reformed people, correct theology, sir. And in your name, drive out demons, Pentecostals, and charismatics, and perform many miracles. Then I'll tell them plainly, I never knew you. Depart from me. I said what? Most professing Christians do not belong to this holy nation. We are reading, in today's reading also, in Leviticus, God is the Lord who makes his people holy. Leviticus 20 verse 7 and 8 Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and follow them. I am the Lord who makes you holy. True believers are citizens of heaven because they are born of the spirit. Philippians 3.20 But our citizenship is in heaven and Ephesians 2 but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Holiness is God's eternal plan. And his people will do what is right in the sight of God. We obey King Jesus. Bible is our constitution. We have new nature. And new capacity. The power of the Holy Spirit. To live a holy life which is pleasing to God. St. Paul says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. 
Hebrews 12:14 make every effort to live in peace with all men and be holy why without holiness no one will see the lord jesus said the same thing matthew 5:8 blessed are the pure in heart they will see god that is no one else Number four, we are people owned by God, bought by his precious blood. Highest price paid for our redemption. People owned by God. We were children of Adam and the devil, but God in Christ redeemed us from the empty way of destruction. Empty way of life. But we are no longer people belonging to the world or the devil. We belong exclusively to the Lord Jesus Christ, whom we confess he is our only master. He owns us. And we obey him only. First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, do you not know that your body is temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You see how many people think we are our own? We are not our own if you are a Christian. If you are not a Christian, you belong to the devil. Nobody is his own. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Simply do what God tells you to do with your body, with your mind, with your will, with your affection, with your money. So we read in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, do it all. For the glory of God. You don't have the freedom to eat whatever you want. Or how much you want. It is God's body. Discipline sir. In every way discipline. We are God's portion. And God is our inheritance. If God is for us who can be against us. I am my beloved's and he is mine. And the banner over me is what's a love of God. Unfailing, eternal love. We are the new Israel. We are therefore God's treasured possession. Deuteronomy 7, 6. For you are a people holy to the Lord. Your God, the Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. Deuteronomy 32 verse 9, for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is his allotted inheritance. Malachi 3:17. they will be mine, says the Lord Almighty in the day when I make up my treasured possession. I will spare them just as in compassion a man spares his own son who serves him, sir. If you don't serve him, 
you are not his son Titus 2.14 says who gave himself for us to redeem us from all from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own eager eager zealous burning with passion to do what is good Acts 20 verse 28 keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood friends we are God's treasure and God is our treasure so we fellowship with God and with his holy people we are truly blessed and we are filled with joy unspeakable Peter says and full of glory 1st Peter 1 8 listen to this uh, Psalm 27 verse 4 one thing I ask of the Lord that is what I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life for what to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple he desires nothing in this earth he's taken up with God Psalm 65 verse 4 blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts we are filled with the good things of your house of your holy temple and you read today Psalm 73 25 and 26 whom have I in heaven but you and earth has nothing I desire besides you my flesh and my heart may fail but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever 119 Psalm verse 57 you are my portion O Lord I have promised to obey your words you don't want to obey if you are saved you will obey him and so now the third point is what are we to do the blind man of John 9 what did he say he replied whether Jesus is a sinner or not I don't know one thing I do know I was blind but now I see we friends are to declare God's praises in this life and in the life to come in worship and in his service God in Christ came to my hell and transformed me and took me to heaven God in Christ transformed trash into jewels that he himself treasures forever so we declare his glory not how great we are Look to him and be saved. God in Jesus Christ has saved me and saved you. The question is, we declare Jesus. We tell the world who Jesus Christ is. 
Now let me tell you who Jesus Christ is. Colossians 2, 9, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. He is infinite God. Eternal God. Unchangeable God. God who is a spirit. God is holy. Then you realize that you work out your salvation with fear and tremble. Otherwise you treat your mother and father with utter contempt. And your husband with contempt. And your pastor with contempt. Hebrews 1 verse 3. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he provided purification for sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. That's Jesus Christ. God. Man. Raised from death. Therefore God highly exalted him. And gave him a name. That at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. For the glory of God the Father. God the Father is against you. If you don't confess. Jesus Christ as Lord. Romans 4.25 He was delivered over Jesus Christ was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. This is we declare his glory. Who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Romans 10.9 If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. John 1, 1 through 4 in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God and he was with God in the beginning. In him was life and the life was the light of men and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we Beheld his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And from the fullness of his grace, we received grace after grace after grace after grace. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. Which means with me, you can do all things God wants you to do. What is it we have to do? To declare his praises. Psalm 96, 1 through 4. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations. His marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all nations. Exodus 15, 1 and 2. Then Moses and the Israelites sang his song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. You think he is able to hurl you into the sea? Grass, trash, nothings, zeros. It doesn't matter where you live, how much money you have. Friends, we declare his glory, his mighty deeds, his praise to God in the church. 
We declare his glory to his church. We declare his glory to our family. We declare his glory to the world around us that they may be saved. The angel said she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. There is no other savior, sir. David Rockefeller had a lot of money and he used his money to extend his life to 101. And I read, he died, sir. Acts 4.12, salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. There is no other savior than Jesus Christ. May God help you to bow your knees and open your mouth and confess that he is your Lord. We are told in the Bible, God commands all people everywhere to repent. Doesn't beg, sir. So I don't beg either. I command you to repent and believe in Jesus Christ. And we read in John 3 and verse 23 and 24, God commands everyone to believe in Jesus Christ. And God commands everyone to love one another. He commands, sir. He doesn't beg. You are grass and trash and nothings and despised. You are weak. You are foolish. Friends, we declare God's praises by speech as well as by godly life. And listen, sir, antinomians are the curse of Christ's church. They are the curse of Christ's church. Listen to Paul, Romans 13, and do this understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber. Don't sleep right now, sir, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery and in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Do not make provision for the flesh. God has called us out of moral filth, moral darkness of all immorality and idolatry and brought us into his wonderful light of the gospel. Paul says, Ephesians 5, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth and find out what pleases the Lord. What we are to do to declare the praises of him, praises of him who called us out of darkness 
Colossians 1:13 and 14 for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness that is the devil and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins Philippians 2:14 and 16 do everything without complaining or arguing the mother says one thing and you are complaining and arguing and the pastor says something and you are complaining and arguing who are you you are nothing sir and god chose the nothings do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of god without fault in a crooked and depraved generation we are living in a crooked and what sir depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life in order that i may boast on the day of christ that i did not run or labor for nothing friends god saved us that we may be for the praise of his glorious grace Ephesians 1:6-12 and 14 Praise God sir God brought us out of moral filth through regeneration and made us sons of God and daughters of God made us light sir Sir let me tell you God himself listens to our praise of God Let me read to you Malachi 3 then those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard a scroll of remembrance was written in in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name they will be mine says the Lord almighty in the day when i make up my treasured possession i will spare them Just as in compassion a man spares his son who serves him. Who we were, who we are now, and what are we to do? Friends, in conclusion, are you still a son of Adam? A son of disobedience, dead in trespasses and sins, and governed by the devil? Call upon him. the lord jesus to save you he is here to save you save you now number 2 if you are a believer know that you are part of god's chosen race god's kings god's priests god's holy nation people of god's own possession praise god You are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm in Christ. What is our purpose in our salvation that we may bear witness to Jesus to the world by our life and by our proclamation that God may add to this church through your testimony those being saved. Heavenly Father, we pray that you save people today, right now. Grant them repentance and faith through regeneration that they may call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. 
And Lord, we who are saved, Lord, help us to do what you told us, to declare his praises by proclamation and by godliness. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.